Sixers Nation, welcome on in to Philly Take with RB. I am RB. What drove us hit to that like the button, most- man. Subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell, man. How's everybody doing? Can you guys hear me? Let me know in the chat, man. Um, we are back Saturday night. Where are the night owls at? A late night edition, man. Late night edition of the show. Uh, We're going to talk about the Sixers and Clippers game that occurred last night because obviously we missed a couple games of coverage. Um, We'll talk about it all. The reason we were a couple minutes late here, I was just justifying because we have breaking news. The breaking news, guys, is that with nine games left in the regular season, the Philadelphia 76ers now sit atop the Eastern Conference. Yes, it is. Technically uh, a tie, but the tiebreaker right now goes to the Sixers. You have heard it here first, literally just moments ago. The Miami Heat guys are literally broke. They are broken. They fell to the Brooklyn Nets. They got blown out ever since the Sixers went and beat the Miami Heat uh, with Furkan Korkmaz and Shake Milton. The Heat have been in shambles. Tyrese Maxey absolutely destroyed that team. And ever since then, they lost to the Warriors without their top three players. They blew a 15-point lead to the New York Knicks, and now they lost to the Brooklyn Nets. And the Miami Heat have now fell out of the one seed. And the Philadelphia 76ers, with nine games to go, sit atop the Eastern Conference. Let's go, man. Let's go. Um, We're going to talk about everything, man. Like I said, we, we have some good things to talk about today. Um, this one is presented though by BetUS guys. I'm gonna pull up something here and show you guys if you click that pinned link in the chat. Um, BetUS, it'll take you right to the landing page. Definitely consider signing up if you're a sports better out there. Um, you know, they're they're doing great things. They're they're one of the top leading sports books. You deposit money, you can get 125% sign-up bonus with BetUS. Um, you just click that pin link in the chat, it'll take you here. And you sign up, man, using my link. And, uh, yeah, it's legit. Shout out to them for sponsoring the content. All my betters. Hey, March Madness. Anybody enjoy March Madness? Because I know I am, man. And, um, you know, they got you covered with NBA, player props, team props, all that stuff, man. Definitely check it out. Shout out to BetUS for sponsoring, man. Uh, speaking of which, you know, obviously we we dive right into the Sixers. But, yo. Can Nova Nation stand up, man? That's the first thing I wanted to kick this off with. But there's just there's just so much going on. And by the way, I appreciate you guys being in here uh, at 1030 at night uh, on a Saturday. I didn't, I didn't know if anybody was going to show up, man. But I missed you guys. And, you know, we're covering this team every day, constantly pumping out the coverage, man. So tonight we'll talk. You know, we'll read some of the chat, um, have some things I want to talk about. Again, I want to recap the game last night. Uh, can Nova Nation stand up, man? Before we get into the Sixers stuff, Nova Nation. Y'all know I'm a Nova diehard fan, man. Back in the Final Four. Third time in the last six years. You know what happened the last two times. Jay Wright is the best coach in the country. The Nova boys pulled out again. And they are they have punched their ticket, man. They're the first one into the Final Four. Shout out to Nova, man. I'm so freaking happy. Um, 
unfortunately, it looks like we lost Justin Moore for the rest of the, the tournament. But, man, these kids, they are tough, man. They play together. Jay Wright knows how to mold professional players. That's why all these guys from Nova are constantly going to the league. That's why they're constantly, you know, showing up in the second round and, and you know, getting a second contract in the NBA because he teaches these boys how to play, man. So shout out to Nova Nation if we got him in the chat. I see him rocking up in here, man. Um, big win. Big win. We have a $5 donation from Sean. Thank you very much, man. He says, Heat culture, you cannot play 82 games like it's a game seven. That is why they are imploding. Guys, I didn't even mention the fact that a couple games ago, Jimmy Butler and Udonis Haslam and Eric Spolstra, they're over there jawing on the bench. They At, at one point, you're, you're just, I mean, honestly, like Sean said, they are imploding. They are literally imploding. All right, we're going to talk as well about the Eastern Conference. If you're just tuning in, the Miami Heat just fell to the Brooklyn Nets, and the Sixers now currently sit atop the Eastern Conference with nine games to go. Let me let me ask you guys this in the chat. Give me your thoughts. Um, if I had told you at the beginning of the season that uh, with nine games to go, the Sixers would be leading the Eastern Conference, like what would you say? Because honestly, I I never thought in my right mind that that would be happening, man. I never thought in my right mind we could be in the top seed in the East. Bro, I mean, this is something, man. This is something, man. I mean, interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. I said we would be a four seed at the beginning of the season, but depending upon what happened with the whole Ben situation, didn't think we'd be the number one seed. Um, and we have a chance to finish within the top three. And we're going to talk about this notion that people have out there about, you know, oh, well, we need to try to finish at the two seed, the three seed, this, this, and that. I'm going to give my thoughts on that later on. Kind of hinted at it as well. Shout out to everybody, by the way, that watches the videos. Because, I you know, we've been trying to cover uh, this team every day, man. Videos, live streams. And, you know, a lot of you guys have been hitting me up in the DMs last couple of days. Like, yo, where's the live streams? Uh, I was actually out of town. I just got back earlier today and and watched the Nova game. And I was like, you know, let's go on. Let's go on and talk with the people, man. because a lot going on, a lot going on. But um, you know, I, I see somebody in the chat saying Embiid MVP. Yeah, um, what do you guys think about that? I, I think Joel Embiid has pretty much solidified his MVP stance at this point. Not only because he dominates the game every single night, but when you look at the Denver Nuggets and then you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, when you look at what Joel Embiid has had to go through, I mean, I put out a video about this yesterday. Um, Joel Embiid is going to win the MVP, hopefully. Most likely. I mean, as long as these people uh, with the vote don't, you know, to just absolutely just choke at the last second. And I mean, Embiid should win it. Embiid should win it. Why? Because the Sixers, despite all the drama, despite all the controversy, I mean, for about 50 games, Joel Embiid was carrying this team every night, dominating. He's been putting up all kinds of numbers. He's been breaking all kinds of records. He's been, I mean, he's literally breaking Wilt Chamberlain records this year like it's like it's a piece of cake. Joel Embiid is going to win the MVP, as he should. Um, and if he doesn't, then there's a problem. And honestly, it's been a two-man race in my eyes, but Nikolai Jokic won it last year. And look where the Nuggets are. Look where the Sixers are. I think it's Embiid's time. MVP'd, man. That, that's what I'm on right now. The most important thing is seeing him win a championship, but... If he gets that MVP, I will be so happy just seeing like the growth, um, you know, of his career and, and how that how that is all playing out, man. You know, um, 
But how about the Miami Heat, man? And like I said, we'll get into some Eastern Conference talk. But wow, like, you know, there's a funny stat. This came from earlier today, uh, obviously before the Miami Heat loss. But I I just feel it's very interesting. I'm going to pull it up uh, so you guys can see it uh, as well. So SportsCenter put this out earlier today. Uh, that before this Miami loss, that that the top four teams in the Eastern Conference are all within a game of each other, and it's the only the second time since the conferences started in 1970 that the top four teams are in a conference are this close, pretty much with under 10 games to go. Like that is nuts. This is going to be a race for the ages, man. And who knows? This could be one of those playoff runs where you just don't know. Like. Any team could pull an upset. There are teams that I'm worried about, but there are also teams that I think could be fraudulent. And I think it's all going to be about who gets hot at the right time, the situational matchups. And I know I'm getting off on a tangent here, but uh, before we get into this this Sixers-Clippers game last night, let me just talk for one second about the Eastern Conference. And, And I mentioned this in the video yesterday. By the way, if you guys are in here, hit that like button, subscribe. Hit the notification bell. We will be back with the live streams tomorrow during the game. Sixers and Suns tomorrow, 6 p.m. Definitely be there. Um, you know, we're trying to cover every single game. So we will be there tomorrow. But yo, I keep hearing people talk about the Sixers and the fact that, oh, you know, we need to try to get the two seed so we we avoid the Brooklyn Nets. We need to try to get the one seed to avoid this or, or this, this, and that. At the end of the day, man. I'm I'm tired of hearing about that. Like you get to the playoffs, eventually you're going to run into the the good teams. You're going to run into the best, right? The the best always wins, as they say. One of the teams with the most talent always comes out on top. And I'm tired of running because last year all we talked about day after day was, well, let's go and play, you know, the Knit or the the Knicks or the Hawks or this or that. Like let you know, we have the easiest path to the Eastern Conference Finals of all time. That's what we constantly said. And what happened? We overlooked. We choked in the second round. And I, I'm I'm sick of that, all right? I want the freaking Brooklyn Nets in the first round. I do. Call me crazy. Fine. I want the Bucs. I, I don't care, man. You have to beat the best. And if we are a real team, if we are a contender, we will go toe-to-toe. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to tiptoe anymore, man. I'm not going to hope that we play the Charlotte Hornets or the Atlanta Hawks. Like, whoever is in our way, we will go out and we will play. We will play and we will see how it goes. It's going to be a great race. You got the Celtics surging. You have the Milwaukee Bucks who are obviously, you know, reigning champions and have that experience. You have Brooklyn who seems to be surging a little bit. But what are they, you know, will Kyrie play every game? It is apparent now that it looks like he is going to play. So how does that impact things? Um, Will the guy with a sore back and whatever else, is he going to play? I mean, there's just a lot going on. It's going to be an insane playoff run. But the Sixers have a chance. And that brings me to last night. Let's talk about last night. First off, shout out to all the channel members. I see Sean up in here again. Thank you for the support, man. Patrick Thompson, Scott Lawrence. We got my guy Suns Geek in here. What's up, bro? Philly Jackson, what's up? Chima, what's going on? Giovanni, Nick, King Orphan, Brian Pearson. If you're in here, let me know you're in the chat. Hit that thumbs up, man. Um, you know, we're, we're covering this team every day. I promise you guys big things are coming. Um, 
and we we've been working on a lot behind the scenes man so thank you guys for taking time to support um and we're here on a saturday night we're kicking it man what is better you know i had to, we had to come on here and talk man because the couple last couple games have been distant we've been putting out videos but there are some things i need to say and boy am i ready for this man. i've been waiting all day to talk about this game from last night man the Philadelphia 76ers absolutely dominate, dominate the LA Clippers. Hold on, let's let's put the freaking box score up on the screen, man. Let's, let's go put that up because we need to talk, man. We need to talk about this. Um, first and foremost, man, uh, the Sixers come out, and by the way, you know, after beating the Lakers earlier in uh the week, hold on, let me let's make this a little bit bigger. Okay, let's make this a little bit bigger. Hold up now. Let's make this a little bit bigger, man, so everybody can see. So everybody can get chimed in on the conversation, man. If you didn't watch this game because it was at 10.30 p.m. here on the East Coast, um, I, I will say I watched bits and pieces. I went back and watched it. Um, but the first time around, you know, it, it just got to a point there in the first half. Why is, this, why is this not zooming in? Can you guys see this or not? Come on, man. Come on now. There we go. There we go. So, it, I mean, this game got out early on where it was kind of just like, yo, man. Like, I mean, look. <laughs> like, like the Sixers just had complete control of this game. It was one of those games. It was one of those once-in-a-while, right, type of performances where it, it's kind of just like, you know, the Sixers are not going to give this up. You're You're going to dominate and... You're going to do your thing. And the Philadelphia 76ers come out in L.A. They beat the Lakers uh, the previous game, and it was a little bit chippy. It was tough. It was one of those annoying West Coast games. And they come out and have one of their best performances of the year. Now, last time we played the Clippers, and I know they're down Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Norman Powell and this and that. So let's be honest, right? The Clippers are not like some serious contending team or anything like that. They're not that good, but they did get the best of us last time. And the Sixers come out and they never give this team a chance to do anything. They never give this team a chance to do anything. They stomp on their throats immediately. And you know where I got to start, man, James Harden, James Harden, guys, this was one of his best games. It looks like the James Harden that we had saw uh, the first five games here with the Sixers, and, and hold on, let, let me put myself back on the screen on the screen screen for a second, um, because there, there's something I need to say, man. There's something I need to say. James Harden, it's nice, right? He finishes with 29 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, two steals, four for nine from deep, 11 for 11 from the line, um, but it was more than that. It was more than that. It was James Harden. Being aggressive, staying aggressive, and getting to his spots, getting to where he needed to go, and having that killer mindset. That was the story from last night. And, and you know, over these last nine games, because now we have nine games to go, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, I, I am not going to get too high or too low on this team because I I know where we are at. Where we are at is we know what this core is going to be. They need to be consistently aggressive. But at the end of the day, will our depth step up? Will Doc Rivers make the right adjustments? 
And and really, you know, can we do this in the playoffs? And I have a I have a feeling that um, you know, we could be one of those teams in the playoffs to make a run. Okay. And now we sit atop the East and everybody's going to keep sleeping on us. It is what it is. But what I saw from Joel Embiid and James Harden last night was the same thing that I saw in the first five games. And we've seen it in spurts, right? James Harden being aggressive. Joel Embiid had a great game last night, 27, 10 rebounds, two assists, a steal, two blocks. <clears throat> when those two play like that, when James Harden and Joel Embiid are both aggressive, playing off each other, doing their thing, we can beat anybody in this league. There's no reason to get too high or too low at this point. But what really gets me is these people out there. And I know, I feel like most of them just don't like the Sixers or like the Sixers, but we're big fans of Ben Simmons. So they, they, they're automatically out on a guy like James Harden. They just, they can't see the bright side. And honestly, they don't want to see us succeed with them. But, you know, here's this is a message that goes out to all of those people that constantly complain after every single game, every game. What have I been? I, I mean, I feel like I'm a broken record at this point. Am I a broken record or what? Take a damn chill pill, okay? Relax. We're going to play a clip in a little while about what James Harden had to say. But, I mean, this core has played, what, 11, 12 games with each other? This is a new team. This is a new look offense. And we have had a decent amount of games where we have clicked now together. And the record is still pretty good. The record, what have we lost? Two, three games out of like 11 or 12? Come on, man. Take a chill pill and relax. Last night showed that the Harden is washed crew has absolutely no clue what they're talking about. James Harden can still play basketball. It seems to me and and there are, there were comments made by Doc Rivers before the game last night. I don't have them pulled up, but he pretty much what he said was that Harden is still not even 100%, which then signals to me, you know, why is this guy playing? Rest him until the playoffs. I made a piece saying that, you know, James Harden and Joel Embiid should rest at least four out of the last 10, and I still believe that they should. I don't think Embiid will to try to win the MVP, and I think James Harden should because we know what they are and we need opportunities for these younger players to come out and get some time because we're going to need to figure out the rotation. And I'm just so sick and tired of these people. And, and, and the funniest thing is that I'm going back and forth with people like this on Twitter, and these people will do everything in their righteous power. They will go to, so far down the line. They will do everything in the book rather than just admit James Harden played a good game. Like, People genuinely want to see the Sixers fail. They don't like Embiid. They don't like Harden. Well, let me tell you something. These two are going to stick it to your favorite team in the playoffs. That's just the fact of the matter. With what I saw from Harden last night, this guy is not washed, man. I don't understand these false narratives that fly around, man. They fly around. They don't, and they don't like us because of the way that we play and the personality, right? James Harden. It is like a guy that lives, you know, on celebrity drive. Like he, he has that flash, you know, that the whole teammate thing. And Joel Embiid is just the troll of the NBA. And they don't like his personality. But at the end of the day, when these two are playing together, man, and when we see, because James Harden, you know, he's needed to find the shot. He's been aggressive, but it's been inconsistent. And he's had times where he's deferring 
You know, he blow. I, I've I've been seeing Harden blow by defenders every single game. It's just about is he finishing or is he deferring? And I think, <clears throat> like I said before, is that you know he needs to find the balance. He needs to find a balance of attacking uh, and facilitating because he, you know, he is playing the role of the point guard. So he needs to make other people better as well. But at at the end of the day. He just needs to to play his game. And when Joel Embiid can do that and James Harden, all right, it, it's just, you know, just relax, man. It's going to take some time, and, and these last games are not going to mean much. So for the people that, you know, the I'm telling you, there's a lot of false narratives that lie out there. And when you look at the Sixers' record since acquiring James Harden, and now we're sitting atop the East, I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. This team will be fine, man. This team will be fine. I'm not saying we're the favorite. I'm not saying we should be the favorite entering the playoffs. But as I've said for the last however many months, again, I feel like I'm a broken record, man. The Sixers have as good of a chance as anybody because they have two of the best players in the league. And when you just sit here and you look at this team, right, Tyrese Maxey's been a little bit inconsistent, but he can bring that burst whenever he wants. He's quick. He's decisive. He's going to... Bring another element to your offense. Tobias Harris last night, 5 for 10, 12 points. He didn't have his 15 points, but he went 5 for 10. He didn't force anything. He took smart shots. That's all I need from Tobias. And I need Tobias to rebound. How about James Harden last night with 11 rebounds in the first? By the way, Harden probably could have had like a 40-point game, but, you know, he didn't play in the fourth and, you know, I mean, he really didn't have to do much after the third quarter because, like, even going into the third quarter, the Sixers were just dominating this game. Guys were hitting shots. Everybody was contributing, and you just didn't need to. But that was – I mean, we we kind of turned the clock back last night looking at James Harden, and his shot was going. He was hitting the step backs. He was being aggressive, and he was making everybody better. When I say making everybody better, how about Matisse Thibel, for example? Matisse Thibel, five for six last night from the field, 13 points, hit a three-point shot. He's getting a little more consistent over the last couple of games. Now, in, in you know hindsight, what is, what is Matisse Thibel going to be? Like, I don't know. I don't know. He's going to have to at least present the opportunity uh, and the threat to shoot in the playoffs. Because when I think about a Ben Simmons in this offense last year, the year before, like, you know, Joel Embiid without that is going to absolutely feast in the playoffs. Joel Embiid had a shot last night from five feet beyond the arc. What other center is doing that? None. Joel Embiid is unbelievable, man. And without clogging the paint in the playoffs and having guys at his side like James Harden and Tyrese Maxey, I think Embiid's going to absolutely feast. And anytime you have a player on that level of Joel Embiid entering the playoffs, I mean, there is a lot you can do. There is a lot you can do, man. And I just think we have as good of a chance as anybody. Sixers blew out the Clippers. It never got close for once, man, for once. You know, we started hot out of the gate. Doc Rivers, you know, went to an iffy rotation, and then I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, we're going to go back to what we always do. We either start out hot, and we give up the lead or we don't come out hot and then we we get on fire in the third quarter and end up pulling away or whatever but for once we stepped on a team's neck and again this is not a good team that we played last night but it shows 
that these guys, when they want to, when they're giving effort, right? And B with 10 rebounds, Harden with 15 rebounds, when they're giving that effort, they can go out here and compete with anybody. And that that crew is always quiet. Like, like people just will never acknowledge when these two have a good game or can play together. And I, I really think they want to see us, you know, fall. They they do want to see us fall. Um, Doc Rivers needs to, in my opinion, take these last nine games and figure out what the rotation is going to be. I mean, after the Miami game, I actually said straight up, Furkan Korkmaz is going to be in every game going forward. Every game going forward. For, and, and now Furkan, you know, had another good night, right? He had, or he, he didn't have a good night uh, last night. But it, over the last couple of games, he's been kind of finding some more shots, right? And he's been playing a little bit better. And I, I think Furkan is right back in the rotation. Like, that's what I don't like about Doc Rivers. Why not give these young guys a chance over the last nine games Um because I, who who is going to be our depth come playoff time? It's it's worrisome. Because Danny Green had eight points last night, right? But Danny Green could go 0 for 6 easily. Danny Green could get torched on defense any given night. And, and when you think about a series, I do think that some people kind of overblow the whole bench thing. Because really, if your bench could give you two to three good games in a series, you can win it. You can win it. And here's why. Because a lot of these games where the Sixers are are winning these regular season games, guess what? Their top three guys, their top four guys maybe, are scoring 90 to 100 points. Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Tyrese Maxey are good enough together to give you 80 points on any given night. You can win. We just need, we need two guys from the bench to step up. George Niang is going to be one of them. And I'm I'm just proud of the dude, man. And I know he has a couple games where he struggles like last night. Um, but but Niang, I feel in a in a big time crucial playoff moment, like I trust him to hit a shot, right? I, I at least trust him to be confident in his shot or find his way in a playoff series. Now, it, it can't get into foul trouble, you can't do anything stupid, but Niang will bring that that high playoff energy that we need. In crunch time. The other guy that I need to step up or see step up is Shake Milton, man. Shake went three for nine. At least he's taking more opportunities. But but when Shake gets aggressive, when Shake has that look where he's going to put it on the floor and get to the rim, like, like that is what we need, man. That is what we need, man. Shake Milton needs to step up and be a piece here for us come playoff time. Other than that, I don't know. There's a lot of get, there's a lot of iffies, right? There's a couple givens, there's a and there's you know a lot of iffies. I'll tell you guys right now my thoughts. Isaiah Joe will not play in the playoffs. Paul Reed will not play in the playoffs. And who else? Any guy below the age of 23 <laughs> will not play in the playoffs. Like, Charles Bassey will not play in the playoffs. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I've known this for some time just by observing how Doc Rivers does it. He will not play any of these young guys. 
And there does seem to be some concern with DeAndre Jordan. Now, again, that's another guy where I think people overblow it sometimes. But I do think as we went on, DJ's defense has gotten worse. And he's out of position a lot of times. Now, there are some games where he's flying to the rim. He's throwing down ollies from James Harden. And he looks okay. But can he give us 8 to 10 consistent minutes in a playoff series? I don't know. And it's worrisome. It's worrisome. Now, I don't think Charles Bassey and Paul Reed would solve every answer either. I, I don't think that's true. I just think people want to see something tried out. They want to see something. They want to see some type of adjustment. Because when we, when we get to the playoffs, like we're going to need eight crucial minutes from the backup center, and we all have the Greg Monroe memories, right? And, and I mean, it, we just can't have that. We can't have that in a playoff series. But I really hope that Furkan Korkmaz doesn't get 20 minutes a game in the playoffs. I really hope it doesn't happen. But I, I just, I don't know. I don't know with Doc Rivers. Because, again, yesterday he put in an all-bench lineup. Like, why are we still going through the same types of motions and things that that literally burnt us in the playoffs last year? Why are we still doing that? I don't get that. I don't get that. You should never have a full five-man bench lineup on the court. I don't care who we're playing. We should be able to stagger the lineups. That's why we have Tyrese Maxey. That's why we have James Harden. We have guys like that, and, and having those caliber players, you can stagger your lineups. And I don't want to see a full bench lineup come playoff time. I don't want to see it, man. I don't want to see it, man. But we just don't have a lot of options, man. We don't have a lot of options. And last year when we put in a full bench lineup in the playoffs, we got burnt. We can't have that, man. Scott Lawrence coming in with a $10 donation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up and be sure to subscribe if you haven't yet. We're covering the team every day. Scott, thank you for the $10 donation, man. Another great channel member says, what's happening, RB? Great stream as always. Let's go keep winning those games. Can I get my wrench back? I got you, Scott. I got you. Um, and thank you for the donation, man. Yeah, let's, get, let's keep winning. Uh, in terms of the, the mods, guys, I'm definitely going to need more mods for the playoffs. I had to take pretty much all of them away because, um, you know, I need people that are going to consistently show up to the live play-by-play streams because especially come playoff time, those streams are going to get nuts and we need people moderating the chat so that there is no disrespect towards anybody else and that we keep it clean and, you know, avoid the spamming and all that. So I'm going to probably get about three to five moderators. If you consistently come to the live play by plays and you can actually moderate the chat, you're not just sitting there and watching the game and not modding the chat. Then let me know because I will need at least three to five of you. Um, and it, it's, it's no, you know, disrespect to anybody that got the rent shaken away. I just had to take them all away. Um, like, I just had to clear them. So, I'm got, you know, because some people, like, just having a wrench, like, you, you, you need to help moderate the chat. And I haven't had any of the mods at the live streams. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes, man. But definitely let me know. Come through to the last nine or so live streams, and we'll, we'll be giving a couple out. Uh, but anyway. Back into where um, <clears throat> we are 
at in terms of a team? Hold up. <clears throat> Let's see. <clears throat> Hold on, y'all. Give me a second. Give me a second. Put this damn fan on, bro. <clears throat> All right, yo. Let's see. Um, but yeah, so in, in my personal opinion, guys, as it relates to where we are at right now, right? So we we take down the Clippers. We took down the Lakers this week. And, you know, we, we had that massive win, team character type of win against the Miami Heat um, after an embarrassing loss against the Raptors. But, uh, you know, for this last, what, 14-day stretch out of the 10 games, like we win a majority of the games. And before the stretch began, I said that this would be probably the, the largest um, impact type of stretch of the season, right? Because everything's neck and neck. You're, you're close with a lot of other teams. And, and that's where we're at, man. And, you know, the Sixers are coming out on top, man. And now we are technically on top of the Eastern Conference. And again, it's okay to admit that the Sixers, I mean, you know, again, we're, we're not going to play good every night. There's going to be ups, downs. That's how a season goes. But when you look at it, it from the large angle, like, I mean, this team is not is playing pretty well right now. They just need to figure out a few things before uh, playoff time comes, man. So, it, it, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Um. Give me your thoughts in the chat about the games this week. What do you think, right? Sixers, Clippers, Lakers. What do you guys think um, about this recent stretch and, and about what we have coming up? Because tomorrow, like I said, we'll be live. Sixers against Suns. We we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Suns last time. And, uh, I mean, it, it was a good game, man. And I think that I'm not sure if everybody's playing or, or what or how that's going to go. Because, again, Doc Rivers said that, there would be at least some some rest allocated over the last 10 games, and we haven't seen much rest at all. Um, I don't think Joel Embiid's going to sit. I think Harden should get a couple games off because, you know, he's just – he doesn't seem right all the time, and Doc Rivers said that he's not 100%. Um, so who knows, man, but we're going to have to figure it out. We're going to have to figure it out. <clears throat> We'll read a couple comments here, and then I want to get into, before we wrap up the Sixers-Clippers thing, I want to talk about what Ty Lu said and about what Daryl Morey had to say about it. Um, very interesting stuff, and you're not going to want uh, to miss that. Let's see. We have um, Michael who says, Shake needs to be more consistent. Yeah, Shake Shake needs to win that final spot. He does. And it's just a mindset thing. It's really not a talent thing with a lot of these dudes. It's a mindset thing. We know what their talent level is. But, you know, will they come out and be prepared? Will they come out and seize the opportunity? I've seen a couple guys do that, and I've seen um, a couple guys not do that. So, I mean, I look, again, this is a star-driven league. You need talent. You need guys who are going to be big-time players. 
And when you have guys like Joel Embiid and James Harden, you have a chance against anybody. Against anybody. So. I think we'll be all right, man. I think we'll be all right. Are we going to do a call-in? Not tonight, but um, I'm definitely going to do one this week. We got some things planned for this week. Um, so if you like calling into the show, give me your, giving me your thoughts. We'll have one this week, no doubt. Um, Speed Demon, what's up, man? Just can't wait till we win it all. Yo, every, anybody has a chance. If you want me to talk about the top teams that I think are threats right now in the Eastern Conference, um, or at least the teams that I don't want to play, I think the Sixers and the Celtics would be a good series, but the Celtics are red hot right now, and they just seem to have it right now. So who knows if they'll carry that into the playoffs. I still don't think that they could guard a lick of Joel Embiid, um, and I think it would be a really good series. In terms of the Milwaukee Bucks, I think them having that uh, defending champion experience would help them out, um, and I think that would be another great series. I think that would go seven games. And outside of them, you know, in terms of Brooklyn, I'm telling you guys, I'm not that scared of Brooklyn uh, as everybody seems to be. I'm I'm really not that scared because I know outside because I look much respect to Kevin Durant. I know he's going to put up 30 a game and I know Kyrie can do the same. But outside of those two players, their core is not good. They are not good. Um, but yeah, everybody wants to put them on a pedestal. And 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 the funniest thing to me is because, look, I, I'm telling you guys right now, Ben Simmons is not playing a minute of basketball this season. I said it a month ago. I said it two months ago. I said it three months ago. He's not playing a lick of basketball this season. And the fact that they keep telling people that they're going to throw him out on the floor and now he has a herniated disc or whatever he has. Um, and, and Steve Nash even said that they would throw him into a playoff series without him playing a minute of regular season basketball. That is the most comical thing I've heard in the last month. Okay. It's not happening. I told y'all it wasn't happening. And if they put him in, honestly, their team might become worse. It might become worse. James says, I disagree. The Nets are scary. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving can be scary if they play an entire series. Those two are scary. But outside of them, I, I mean, I'm not saying the Sixers would beat them in four or five games. It would be a series for sure. But I, I, I don't think that they are just the, the biggest juggernaut in the entire league. I could probably name five to six teams in the entire NBA that I'm more worried about than the Brooklyn Nets. I'm really not that scared of anybody because I don't see any player in either conference. Yes, I'm saying it, in either conference stopping Joel Embiid. I re I'm really not seeing it, man. And, I, and you know, at the end of the day, we're going to finish where we finish. Last year, we tried to talk about the easiest path to the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, at the end of the day, we're going to play who we have to play. And that's it. And another team uh, off the top of my head that would be an interesting series for us is the Toronto Raptors. And I, I don't want to play the Raptors. I really don't. Because Nick Nurse is going to make it um, an annoying series. I think we'll win the series, but I think it would be annoying. Um, but again, any, it can go either way, depending on, you know, how our, our, our core steps up, right? We have to, we have to play consistent. If, if we're not locked in, if we're, you know, just, just lollygagging around, then we're not going to beat anybody. But when we're playing at our best, when we're locked in, when guys are stepping up, I think that, um, this Sixers team can, can hang with anybody. 
I really do. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, overall, I don't, I really don't care who we play at this point. I really don't. Um, in terms of the Chicago Bulls, they are now what zero and fifteen against the top three seeds in each conference. So the Bulls just really, um, the, the Bulls just really don't look like anything of a contender in terms of what the numbers say. Um, Miami Heat, as you see, are kind of crumbling right now. I still think it would be an, an annoying series to play them, but I do think um, we could battle. So, you know, we're going to need Embiid, Harden, and Maxi to all step up, and we need we need a couple guys to hit shots. That's what we need. Um, but, but yeah, man, I mean, it's going to be an interesting run. I think there will be some upsets in the playoffs this year, um, and we'll see how it goes. But anyway... Before we finish off on this Sixers-Clippers stuff, um, a couple of things. A couple of things real quick, man. First off, let's let's listen to this funny video uh, from Embiid and Harden. All right, this, this was great. And then I also want to play a clip from Harden talking about his aggressiveness, which I think is very important for the people to hear. Let's see. Hopefully you guys can hear this. Let me know in the chat. Uh, let me know if you guys can hear this in the chat, man. Um, um, we were just in sync. Uh, we were focused, uh, you know, from uh, the tip. Uh, you Can know. you guys hear this or no? Let me know. Is the volume good or no? Can you guys hear this? You can hear it? All right, cool, cool. Thank you, Sons Geek. Shout out to my guy, man. This was hilarious, man. This is just a funny clip just to we were just bring some light, man. Uh, we were focused, uh, you know, from uh, the tip. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, <laughs> you know, we played physical. Uh, we were all over them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yo, why are you laughing? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we were, you know, like I said, we were in sync. Um, and, uh, you know, we just did what we had to do. <laughs> Oh, right. These guys are hilarious, man. And there was another moment of them on the bench just like, you know, playing around. Like everybody tried to make James Harden to be such a terrible teammate. Um, guys just having fun, man. Nice outfit, by the way. Looks like he's about to go out to a club or, or something like that. Uh, but an absolute pause moment from Joel Embiid and James Harden. Um, absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And then I want you guys to hear because uh, there's another clip here, which I think is very important. And James Harden talking about his 25-point first half yesterday against the Clippers. Listen to what James Harden has to say, because it echoes a lot of what we've been talking about, man. Listen. Listen. Thanks for our coach, man. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's a big beat. And we just continue that, that, uh, that, that wave in the entire game. Okay, uh, tonight, you know, I, I mean, I've been fairly aggressive. Uh, inconsistent, aggressive, but tonight it was just consistent as, as, as getting to the basket and having confidence in my shot. And just, and, you know, when the shots were going in, it makes the game a lot easier. So, like I told you guys, I think a couple, a couple days ago, like, I'm always going to continue to put the work in. You know what I mean? So, some nights we got bad nights, some nights we don't make shots. Uh, most of the time, the shots aren't going to fall. And sometimes when it was nice, where I feel good and, uh, you know, down to a big beat and we just continue that, that, uh, that, that wave in the entire game. A couple biggest things there, man, is uh, number one, you know, just talking about 
always getting better. I feel like every time Harden talks, he's like, yeah, I'm working to get better. I'm working to get better. I'm trying to get settled. And if you listen to the whole press conference, pretty much he just talks about the fact that, you know, again, they've only played us, you know, a very sample sized uh, amount of games together. Like they still need to find, you know, that those little chemistry type of things. They need to get in that groove together. Um, and it's going to take time. It's going to take time for sure. Uh, but then he talks about, you know, being uh, inconsistently uh, aggressive and, and you know, him and Tobias and just the, the guys just finding that. And, and that's what I've been trying to say about, you know, just being uh, in a balance of attacking and facilitating. Because when these guys are clicking and the ball is moving and everybody's doing their own thing, um, and as a collective, it's coming together. It, I mean, it could look like a very polished product. It can. And if Harden can hit a couple of these step backs and, and blow by defenders, and then again, you have Maxi on the wing and Joel down in the post, when you can run that type of offense, it's going to be hard to stop, man. It's going to be hard to stop. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, you know, Sixers just got to keep getting better. These last nine games, like I said, are just, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, the main focus is the playoffs. Everybody needs to be healthy and everybody needs to be ready to rock. And if we are, I think we can put up a, a fight. I think, man. Obat says it's getting late. Keep up the grind. I'm out. All right. Have a good one. By the way, it is what? 1130 at night. Didn't even think we'd be doing this. Just got back from an out of town trip and I figured let's go on and talk. We still have some more things to discuss. So if you're in here, Drop a thumbs up. Let me know you're here in the chat. Where are my night owls at, man? You guys enjoying this stream? Um, I try to, I, I, you know, I try to bring coverage in different angles and varieties here on the channel. So if you guys like these streams, let me know. We'll continue to do them. Like I said, we'll have a call in probably later this week, um, and we'll keep it up. But I want to talk about what Ty Lue had to say as well, and, and Daryl Morey, um, because we need to talk about it. Somebody update me on the like count, man. I can't see it. How many likes we got in the chat, man? Um, we got some people just listening, tuning in, hanging out on a Saturday night. Patrick, what's going on, man? Lucci, Speed Demon, Robert, what's up? Chiquita, Hot Hang, what's going on, bro? Jonah Lynn, Fear the Beard. Alec Barton says, Night Owl. What's up, Alec? Evan, what's up? Suns Geek, the guy, man. What's going on, Suns Geek? By the way, tomorrow, Six or Suns. If you guys aren't following Suns Geek, definitely check him out. He's the best Suns creator on the platform um i'm sure he'll be keeping you up to date as well david says harden's a great teammate easily could have came in here and ball hogged exactly finding the groove man finding the groove we got 150 likes let's go man let's go yes sir yes sir Woo! let's go man you guys are killing it as always as always king orphan what's up bro e gorin geo what's up uh, Joshua, NPA, I'm at work at the Wells Fargo. My guy, man, shout out to you. Appreciate the grind, man, for sure, for sure. Kevin, Edward, let's go, let's go. All right, let's talk about what uh what Ty Lu said because he was absolutely out of his mind. First off, let me show you guys. Um, let, let, all right, we're, we're going to get to that after because that's hilarious, but hold up, hold up. Let, let's put this back on the screen, man. So pretty much yesterday, before the game, Ty Lue 
starts talking about uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden. I guess he was asked a question. I have no clue. But pretty much, you know, <laughs> he said that Joel Embiid and James Harden would not be top 10 scorers in the league if it wasn't for free throws, okay? Now, that this this ticks me off, bro. This ticks me off. Number one, uh, another lazy narrative that floats around. I am so tired of, of this free throw crap talk, okay? Let me, let me educate people out there that might not know what basketball is, okay? Free throws are a part of the game. Free throws, you know how free throws come about? They come about when you can't stop a man and you foul him. And you can't stop Joel Embiid because he's so freaking dominant. James Harden, does he contort his body? Does he Is he a, a master at drawing fouls? Yes. Guess what? Play better defense. Stop complaining. All right? Your team stinks. And you want to talk about Joel Embiid? This guy is on a different level. He, he's hit a different threshold this year. If you don't want to foul them, then play better defense. Anyway, Daryl Morey is, is the champ of the people, man. I love Daryl Morey. I've said this since before the trade deadline. Daryl Morey is a fan like we are. He's not one of those business executives that just sits in his office. And now he does read analytical charts like a, like a maniac. But he's not one of those GMs that just doesn't have feel with the game. Daryl Morey constantly talks about the game. And he, you know, he, he discusses a lot of different matters, goes on podcasts and all that. And Daryl Morey clapped back at him, which I love. This was actually earlier tonight. And he says, <laughs> he first of all, he tags the LA Clippers page. And he says, the Clippers offense would rank 30th without free throws. Say it with me again. Players are fouled because the other team cannot stop them. Can we just get a round of applause for Daryl Morey? Coming to the defense of his guys via Twitter. Like, Daryl, this, this is just a fat W from Daryl Morey. Okay? And, and this is my favorite part of all of it. All right? This picture surfaced. And, and, and look at this picture. Shout out to my guy Sixers Hoop, man. <laughs> This, this is a whoever made this picture, man. Hit me up, bro. Hit me up because I might have some projects for you. Like, this is incredible. <laughs> this is incredible, man. This is incredible. <laughs> and, and, like, I just I can't stop looking at this picture. Like, it's just hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. This is literally what just happened. Like, Daryl Morey. Just called a fat W. He called a body. Look at Ty Lu, man. If Ty Lu had ever become our head coach, do you know how many like different, you know, memes and photoshops and just, just this this moment of time <clears throat> would have came up just so just in so many instances. But this is great. This is great. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Whoever made that picture, hit me up. But yeah, man. I mean, <clears throat> at the end of the day, for Ty Lue to you know start talking like that, it just it doesn't make any sense. All right, 
People are going to complain. I will actually argue that after the first five games, the league must have gotten some type of notice or complaints, and they stopped blowing a whistle for James Harden. Like, the whistles went absolutely silent. Harden had to kind of readjust his game. He didn't look right, but now he's kind of finding that groove again. And, you know, they might they might sound the whistles come playoff time, and they're going to have to figure this thing out. They're going to have to figure this thing out. Um, but I love Daryl Morey sticking up for his players. I love James Harden the other day sticking up for Joel Embiid's MVP candidacy. I, I just love the connections with guys on this team. And I feel like it hasn't been there in the past. I feel like this team has been disconnected in the past because of a certain someone. And throughout this entire season, even when we're getting doubted and there's a lot of drama off the court, like this team just stays together. And I think that's a vital aspect, a, a crucial component of being a championship team. You have to have guys that believe in each other. Um, so we'll see how that goes, man. We'll definitely see how that goes. But another interesting staff for you guys. This might have to get fact-checked, but I do believe this is correct. The Sixers are 10-1 and one with Matisse Thibel scoring 10 or more points. And Matisse Thibel continues to take a jump since Harden came here. He was a little bit inconsistent. The biggest thing for Thibel come playoff time, he cannot get in foul trouble. He cannot get in foul trouble early in the game. He needs to figure it out. Um, and he needs to be able to knock down a jump shot. I mean, it's the same thing we've been talking about. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I think Harden's presence makes guys better on this team. I think they believe, and I think we're hungry, man. I think we have a couple guys that are hungry on this team. I know Joel's hungry. I know, I'm, I'm not going to say anybody's not hungry, but we have a little bit of extra fire, for example, because of what happened with the whole drama situation with James Harden's situation in Brooklyn, right? Him wanting to prove people wrong and constantly downplaying them. And I just love, I, I absolutely love it. Like I said, I'm not giving those people the time of day anymore, but it's just, it's, it's amazing. The extents people will go to, to avoid giving James Harden and Joel Embiid praise. And when you look at the numbers, these guys continue to dominate. And I think it's going to be interesting. I hope that they can clear. I hope Harden can clear this playoff narrative, even though I feel like he has partially done that in the past. And I think Joel Embiid not having a guy seven feet tall, clogging the plate, six foot 10, six foot 11, who won't shoot a basketball. I think it's going to be fine, man. Um, and I can't wait to see how it plays out. Now, give me your thoughts in the chat about everything. How are we feeling, man? Shout out to... All the channel members in the house, let me know you're in here, man. We got 72 channel members. Three people dipped. Frauds. But shout out to the channel members, man, the Fire Take Nation. We're going to continue growing this thing out. Your guys' extra support means the world. Before we pull this up, man, let me go ahead and show you guys this again. If you are in the chat, take a second and check out BetUS, man. BetUS uh, is America's top leading sportsbook. And they have you covered with every type of bet. If you're betting on March Madness, if I mean, these games have been absolutely nuts. A lot of underdogs out there. They have you covered on every single spread, every player prop, every team prop, parlay bet. It doesn't matter, man. Um, click that pin link in the chat. It'll take you to this page. You click the join now button and you sign up. You get 125% on your sign up, man, as a free bonus. I mean, it's free money. Go out and utilize it, man. That US is where it is at, man. Shout out to them for sponsoring the content. Um, 
Don't hesitate, man. Shout out to all my sports betters out there. I just won. I won big last night. Um, let's just say I had a little parlay going. Um, and shout out, man. And I don't know why I did it, but St. Peter's, I I threw them in the parlay just for the heck of it because they have been playing out of their mind. Just some small school from Jersey. And St. Peter's gets the win. So go use BetUS and go place your bets. Win more, bet more, make more. Use the bonus, man. All right. So if you're just tuning in, we are at almost at the one-hour point. Thank you all for being here again. Hit that like button for me. Suns Geek updating us in the chat. Thank you, man. It says 168. 168, we don't have 200 yet. We don't have 200 yet. Come on, man. Hit that thumbs up, man. Hit that thumbs up, man. Let's see. Collins85. What's going on? Thank you for being here, Collins. Great, great channel member. Pat's is feeling great. Shout out to Pat. Uh, we have, let's see, where are we at? Where are we at? Um, Rachie says Danny Green and Thibault are going to be important for us in the playoffs. I hope so. I really do. It's your boy says nobody says Harden's a choker. They say he's a big game choker. Everyone knows he does well during the playoffs. It's about the big critical games. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I hope he can, um, you know, I hope he can destroy that narrative. I, I think that Joel Embiid and James Harden together are a lethal and I just think people need to finally take a chill pill and relax because we see games like we saw last night. The guy can play, okay? It's it's as easy as day to see. Has he been struggling some games? Yes, and it is okay to admit that as well. But we can't get too high or low at this point. We have nine games to go. The playoffs will tell the entire story. And it's time to stop overreacting about every single game, calling the guy washed this, this, and that. Now, if you're just tuning in, and maybe you, you know, took a nap or, you know, you're enjoying your Saturday. Who knows? I don't even know why you guys are here, man. It's Saturday night. You guys are the realest, man. You guys are the realest. Man. But anyway. The updated Eastern Conference standings. That is right. Who's number one? The Philadelphia 76ers. How are we number one? I have no clue. But the Sixers sit at number one. They sit at number one. They've played 10 games in the last 14 days after tomorrow, and they've been winning. We're 46 and 27. Seven and three in our last 10. Couple big wins. I'm telling you, this had the week, or this had the, I guess, just the, the foreshadowing of a week that could go really bad. When we lost that Toronto game, this could this week could have gone terrible. But we bounced back and beat Miami. We win both in LA. And now we have the Suns and the Bucks, which are two big games. And, it, it, you know, they're going to say a lot about our team. And if we lose those, I mean, it, it depends, you know. It, are we going to go and, and stomp on these teams? Are we going to let them take advantage of us? Are they going to be good games? How is it going to go? We, we will discuss that in a little bit. Um, but the Sixers are sitting atop the East. And, I, I mean, Miami's is – they're imploding. Miami's lost four in a row. They got destroyed by Tyrese Maxey, Furkan Korkmaz, and Shake Milton. They lost to the Warriors without Steph Clay and Draymond. They lost to the Knicks, blowing a 15-point lead yesterday. And then they lost to Brooklyn tonight. And, you know, Celtics are surging up. The Bucks, Bulls have been losing. 
who knows man i mean look this is going to be some type of of run man look at look at this like isn't this just just from an nba perspective this is beautiful for once for once it's it's so intriguing obviously we want the sixers to win but like just looking at this man like i'm so excited to just watch playoff ball man let me ask you guys this in the chat. Who do you think is going to come out of the play-in uh, tournament? Because from what I remember, the seven plays the eight, the nine plays the ten, and then the eight and nine duke it out. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I don't know what's going to. I have a feeling that the Hawks could kind of sneak in a little bit, just because Trey Young could have one of those big games. But then again, like I'm not worried about the Hawks. Charlotte could sneak in. Toronto could be a sneaky team, a little pesky team. Brooklyn, right? Everybody is coining them as the the favorites for some reason. Um, it's gonna be interesting, man. It is. And then when you look at Chicago and Cleveland at five and six, um, how's that gonna play out, right? What is what is the most favorable matchup for the Sixers? I'm actually gonna put out a piece on this, by the way, uh, in the coming week or two. Amar, I already have it lined up. Um, who's the most favorable matchup? I'm not going to say who I think it is because, again, if you are a loyal supporter of the channel, you will tune into the videos, man, and you'll wait and see what I have to say. But uh, let me just say, I think there's there's some pretty good matchups here. Who do we match up with best? Who do we match up with worst? Um, what team is legit? What team is not legit? Are the Sixers fraudulent? Are the Sixers legit? What, like, how do we feel, man? I don't know. I think this is going to be one of the craziest playoffs in years. But, man, I mean, you look at the one seed, and then you look at the number seven seed. The number seven seed is five games out of the one seed. Like, just think about that. It's actually nuts. It's actually nuts. Um, so we'll, we'll remain it. I'll leave again. My thoughts will remain to be seen. We'll be having a video out on that and I will discuss who I think is the most favorable matchup, but man, it looks, it looks so pretty seeing the Sixers at the top. Man. It looks really nice. It looks really nice. I'll read a couple of what you guys are saying. Sean Quigg, my guy says, I would love the Hawks in the first round and we smashed them much like the Bucks. Smash the Heat last year. Revenge series would be perfect. MG Nas, what's up, man? Um, let's see. So a couple people want to play the Bulls. Brooklyn's defense will be a liability for them, I think. Interesting. Interesting. Let's see. We smacked the Bulls and the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, we do have their number. We have both of their numbers, man. Um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting. How would I feel if the Nets play us in the first round, beat us in seven, and going to win the chip? Um, I don't, I mean, look, I don't care who we play. Whoever's in our way, we will play. And I think it would be a good series. That's what I'll say. Um, I don't think they're the best team in the conference, though. That's just my opinion. Um, I've been I've watched, I've been watching some of these teams. I just think a lot of teams have flaws. I don't think there's any perfect team. I don't think there's any perfect team. Yeah, a lot, a lot of injuries going on. I agree, Lucas. So, you know, 
a lot of injuries going on. I'm not really fearful of anybody. I think we have the best player in the game this year, and I think he can. Uh, I think he can dominate, man. I think he can dominate. At this point, again, guys, click that pin link in the chat. Go check out BetUS for 125% sign-up bonus. Give me your thoughts. We'll be on here for a little while longer, and we'll get off. Uh, again, we'll be live tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sixers and Suns. Let's talk about that game for a couple minutes, man. Let's talk about that game because the Suns, man, you know, that team is dangerous, bro. That team is dangerous. And the Suns have won 60 games. Suns have won 60 games, man. They're 60 and 14. Um, that team knows how to play together. Monty Williams, phenomenal job. He's going to win coach of the year. Should have won it last year. Um, a Sixers and Suns finals would be nuts. I don't know if, if we'd win that. I don't because the Suns are good, bro. The Suns are good. Memphis is good too. But John Morant, what is he reevaluated in a couple weeks now? Golden State, they just announced that James Wiseman will not be in for the rest of the season. Utah, the regular season pretenders. I call them that because in the regular season, you know, they they look like they're one of the top teams, and then it ends up that they are phonies because they get to the playoffs and they, they can't get any farther. Um, Western Conference is going to be a throw-up, but I think the Suns should be favored by a, by a long stretch. I, I don't want to take away credit from Memphis, but – and it honestly it would be a cool story to see Memphis get to the finals, but I don't know if a team of that nature is ready to take that step. And the Suns, man, they they were there last year. They let it slip up, and you know they they have a shot. They have a real good shot. In terms of tomorrow, I think the Sixers can win the game. I actually do. Maybe I'm crazy, but. Um, and I don't know if anybody's going to be out for Phoenix. I know they're on a, what, seven-game win streak. I feel like every time I look at these guys, are on a 10-game win streak. Um, but it's going to be interesting. And I think, based off of what happened last time, I think we can keep it close with the Suns. Now, remembering back to that game, because it, it has been some time, the Suns absolutely torched us in the pick-and-roll game. And that's where we've been getting hurt a lot. That's another one of the issues that I'm kind of worried about, is our defense on the perimeter and our pick-and-roll defense. Because when you have CP3, right, just operating that pick-and-roll, first off, he's one of the best to ever do it um, at that level. And when the Sixers constantly either go over screens and end up getting drawn into fouls, I mean, it, you know, you're just not going to stop it. And Devin Booker, I mean, what he said to that fan the other day, and then, like, Devin Booker, he has ice in his veins. And... You know, they got Michael Bridges, which hurts me every time, man. Um, the Suns are a good team. They're an all-around team, and they're athletic. And I think the way we can beat them tomorrow is if Harden steps up and is aggressive again and has another great game. But we're going to need the role players to hit shots. If Thibel can give us 10 tomorrow, if Niang could have one of his 12-point games, we have a shot to win the game. I think we do. Because I, I don't even think anybody on Phoenix can stop Joel Embiid. I think they're going to try, you know, different things to get him off his, his game. But I just think Embiid's too dominant. I don't think anybody in this league one-on-one -on -one can stop Joel Embiid. That's my personal opinion. And 
I think Harden needs to step up and have a uh, a big game. So I think it's going to be more of a tight scoring, maybe a little bit low scoring. I think it's going to be, you know, one of them gritty games. But I, I mean, I could see it going either way. I could see it going either way. I think going over screens is fine when the big also comes up. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's what I mean. We can go over screens if our center is going to come up and switch, but the problem is that we get into too many situations and Joel Embiid is pretty slow and it's hard for him to switch and then he you know, has to be forced to come out a little bit and then usually the, the other big ends up rolling to the basket and throwing one down. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. But we need to figure out um, this perimeter defense before the playoff time. We can't have these issues, you know, going on in. Um, so we'll see, man. D-Book's going to drop 55 on the Sixers. We'll see, man. We'll see. Um, I believe Thibel can be a defensive stopper against anybody. But the problem is... You know, when he's going up against these guards that know how to get him in foul trouble early, it throws him off. And, and that's that's my problem with Matisse Thibel. I love Thibel, but he's either all or nothing. And the reason he is sometimes nothing is because he gets into foul trouble in the first quarter and it throws his entire MO off. And then he doesn't know what to do. And he's not contributing at all. And then he's sitting around, man. So it's, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how Thibel, like, should he even be the starter come playoff time? I think he's going to be, but I, I hope it works out. Next two games are going to be huge for Joel's MVP conversation. That's a good point. I, th I still think Embiid is, is leading the MVP race, and I think he should based off where we are at. But if he comes out and has abysmal games, then yeah, maybe you got to look at it. Maybe you do. And I'm perfectly open to that. Here's what I do want to say, though, before tomorrow night and before, what is it, Monday or two? I think it's Tuesday. Can we please not overreact to whatever happens tomorrow night? Now, if we come out, now, look, if we come out and beat the Suns by 30, and and they're you know we're just absolutely dominating them then yeah we can overreact or if we come out and we get blown away by 40 then we can overreact but if it's a good game and it's just back like let's not overreact same thing with Milwaukee on Tuesday let's just play our game see what happens i still think that again doc rivers can use these games to give some of the depth guys more opportunities i wouldn't even mind it i wouldn't mind it like, what is the goal? Is the goal to, to be the number one seed? Yes. But do you still need to figure out and hone in on your rotation? Yes, that is more important. Because come playoff time, there it's such a close race. You're, I mean, you're going to get faced with who you have to play. And you need to, to, to go out and have... You need to go out and be on it, man. We can't come in the first series of the playoffs and, and have five men from the bench on the floor at the same time, or we can't have FERC on getting 23 minutes a game and then two minutes the next game. Like we can't have that. We can't. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Lucas says we have 200 likes. Do we have 
200 likes. Let's freaking go. Drop the yes sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Woo! 310 in the chat. 12 minutes until midnight. You guys are amazing, man. Doesn't even matter what time we're popping up. We're popping up at a, at 11 at night. You guys are in here rocking with me, man. I appreciate the support, man. We are, I'm telling you, we are going to continue growing this thing. And come playoff time, we're, you know, again, we've been covering almost every game. We're going to be covering every game. We're going to be putting out videos. Lots of things coming, man. And, and yo, be sure to make sure you're subscribed. Because some people have been DMing me saying they're getting unsubscribed. Just, just do a double take. Check down low. Make sure you're subscribed. And uh, also, I need one favor from you guys, man. We have a channel, Instagram page, and Twitter page. But most importantly, I've been posting content on the Instagram page every day. And I need you guys to give it a follow. Man. When we get to 500 followers, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start following some people back, man. So let me, let me just throw up the Instagram page real quick so you guys can get a hold of it. Also, we have a $5 donation from Riaz. Thank you very much for the support, my man. Says, do the Sixers want the Cavs or the Bulls in round one? Those both seem like possible opponents in the first round. Who do you prefer? Good question there from Riaz. And thank you, everybody, supporting the channel, man. I appreciate it. Um, in my personal opinion, I would want to go with the Bulls, actually, because we have their number. Some seasons, you just have guys or, or teams' numbers, right? And, you know, the Sixers dominate them 4-0 this year. They just they can't beat us. You know, it's it's one of those seasons where that team just doesn't want to play us. And even fully healthy, like they could give us some problems. But I think the Sixers would actually win that series pretty easily. And in terms of the Cavaliers, I don't know if Jared Allen, you know, and, and those guys will. I mean, I'm sure they will. I, I, I haven't heard an update on Jared Allen, but, you know, just having a team with like two to three athletic big men. And Darius Garland just running around like a wildfire around those guys, it could be a little bit annoying, especially with how our defenses look. So honestly, I would go with the Bulls. But that is just me. I think the Sixers honestly could beat the Bulls four to one. I do. So that, that those are just my thoughts on that. But anyway, um let me go ahead and uh let me go ahead and put this up real quick. If you're on Instagram, and if you feel like it, definitely go follow the page. This is the name. Same as the channel. Definitely give it a follow. Help your boy out. Show some love. Spread it around. And do the thing, man. Do the thing. That's it. That's it. Philly take with RB. That's it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And if you are interested in becoming a member, for all the exclusive perks, $4 a month. The link is down in the chat or in the description. Sorry. Lucci says, Thibel is shooting 43% from three with Harden on the floor. Why are people complaining? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why people are complaining about every single thing when, again, these guys have played a select amount of games together. Honestly, I didn't even think it would look this polished this quick. And when you look at the numbers, the overall numbers, I mean, these guys have played pretty well together. So I can't wait to see what happens, man. 
Lucas says, I remember when we swept the Celtics in the seat in the regular season, they swept us in the playoffs. That was completely different though, because that was in the bubble. And I mean, the bubble was just weird. The bubble was just not even basketball. And, you know, you had a whole hiatus and it, it was just different. It was different. We'll be on here, guys, for about eight more minutes. We'll run it till 12, just to say we did it, as always. Um, hit that thumbs up if you have not yet, and subscribe. Sixers HQ says you should start a TikTok page. Yeah, TikTok page in the works, guys. A Facebook page in the work. I'm telling you, we're bringing this thing full circle. Bringing this thing full circle. A lot of good things coming. I promise you that. I just need the support. It, you know, I need you guys to keep rocking with the content, man. Every content, live streams, videos, doesn't matter, man. Give it a try. Hopefully you enjoy it. I, I just try to bring the passion, man, and bring my opinions. So um, whether we agree, disagree, it doesn't matter, man. Appreciate all you guys. Um, I'll read some of your comments. If you got any questions, we'll you know drop them in there. We'll talk. Um, yeah, man, tomorrow, 6 p.m., Sixers Suns going to be interesting. Can't wait to see how we how we line up against these teams. Let's look at our schedule real quick. So. Um, So we have the Suns, we have the Milwaukee Bucks, and then we have Detroit, Charlotte, Cleveland, Indiana, Toronto, Indiana, and Detroit. To be honest, man, we should probably win like, we should probably win at least six of those games. We should win at least six of those games. Now, if we're resting guys, then maybe not. I don't care. man. But, you know. We should win those games. Hopefully, we'll we'll stay within the top two or three seed, and Embiid will win the MVP, and we'll be doing our thing, man. Let's see. Indiana twice, too, and Detroit twice. That's going to be interesting. Duncan with the $5 donation. Thank you, my man. Yes, sir. And another one from my last guy. Yes, sir. Duncan with the $5 donation. Tough game tomorrow, but we can be number one by tomorrow night. Let's do this. We are actually number one now, my guy. We are number one technically right now as the Heat lost to the Brooklyn Nets. The Sixers sit atop the Eastern Conference. Let's win these next two and stay atop the Eastern Conference. And let's keep winning and doing our thing, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you for the support, man. Sean says the Harden jerseys want to know, hope to get a good winning streak. Let's go. Let's go keep rocking them in. Yeah, Villanova, final four, baby. We were talking about that earlier. My Nova guys, man, coming up, coming through. March Madness has been absolutely insane. Shout out to all the Nova fans in the chat, man. Collins, thank you for being here. Kevin, what's up, my guy? Thank you for following the Instagram page. Appreciate that. Um, Philly Jackson says that's a sweet schedule. It really is, man. It really is. Lucas says, will you bring back the AI jersey? I, we did bring it back. We brought it back for the Sixers-Nets game, and we got demolished. So that thing is never being worn again. It is now a collector's item. So, yeah, man. Shout out to, the, shout out to Nova, though, man. I mean, you know, I honestly, I would love the Sixers to draft uh, Colin Gillespie uh, late in the second round or, or something because that kid has, I mean, obviously he didn't have a good game today, but man, he is, 
I, I just love that kid, man. I love every guard that comes out of Nova because Jay Wright is one of the best coaches in the country, and he knows how to build his program. And now we've made you know three Final Fours in the last six years for a program that doesn't even get high level recruits. Villanova doesn't get any top level recruits, but Jay Wright, over the span of two to three to four years, you know he has them sit for a year or two and learn and watch, which is an underrated aspect now. And then he, you know, he molds these guys into great, solid pieces, like guys that know how to play in the league, man. And there's just there's just so many of them. Like it, it just keeps happening. And Gillespie's up next, man. And I think he could definitely get drafted. And I think that um I think the Sixers could use a guy like him. I really do. Um he's a beast, man. He's a beast. Also, guys, follow the Twitter page. The link is there in the chat. Appreciate it, man. Jay Wright's an all-time great coach. He's one of the best, maybe the best in college basketball. Just, you know, just the way that those guys are playing together right now. It's just, it's it's amazing, man. It's amazing. And um, I, I think we have a good chance at winning again. I do. Um, even though we don't have a lot of over-hyped or over-talented players, like the way that they're playing defense together, just – and this is why these guys are surviving in the league. This is why Mikael Bridges is a defensive player of the year candidate. This is why Jalen Brunson is about to get paid because these guys learn how to play the right way. And, and they're good. They're good character people. They're good guys. You know, they, they, they are taught the right way. Um, and they're just so fun to watch, man. They're just so fun to watch. Josh Hart balling out right about to get paid or got already got paid. Um, let's see. 260 still in the chat. Thank you guys, man. I appreciate it. Sean says Nova has produced some of the best NBA role players. Exactly. They're not going to be, you know, the, the number one recruits in the country. They're not going to be top draft picks, but they, they will survive in the league because Jay Wright teaches them how to play ball. I mean, you just go throughout the list. Now you got Colin Gillespie. I think he's going to be a solid role player in the league. I really do. I think he has the intangibles. You know, um, Justin Moore got hurt tonight, and, and Gillespie goes right over to him and consoles him after the game instead of celebrating. Those are just the little things, right? Those are the types of guys you want in your locker room. And, and guess who's going to be next after Colin Gillespie? Archie's brother, Chase. Chase Archie Diacono. He's going to be next. He's going to turn into the next Gillespie, the next Brunson. The next heart, the next, his older brother, like he's, he's going to be next man. And it just, it keeps going. It keeps flowing. So I can't wait to see it, man. I can't wait to see it, man. Kevin, thank you for that, man. Yo, if also, if you guys aren't following me on my personal Twitter, man, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing because we're over there talking all day, every day. Um, here's my personal Twitter, man. We're going to continue to grow this out. We're almost at 2,600 followers. So definitely give me a follow there, man. At RB Philly Take. It's also my Instagram as well. Um, definitely go give me a follow, man. Definitely go give me a follow. Appreciate it, guys. DiVincenzo, exactly. Another one. Another one, man. Got a ring already. Got a ring already. Copic says, love you, RB. Keep up with the content. I appreciate you trying to give me Sixers on this off day. Of course, man. Of course. Guys, we're here to bring the, the news, the coverage, the passion every 
day from every angle, man. Every angle. You know, a, a lot of the, the mainstream won't give you news and coverage about the 10th guy on the roster. That's what we're here for, man. We're going to tell you about every detail, everything going on as much as I can. So definitely stay updated on it all, man. <clears throat> I agree, Mr. 89. Coach K and Jay Wright, probably the two best. The only thing about Coach K is, you know, obviously a legend, but he gets every top recruit in the country. Jay Wright works and molds his players, man. So. <clears throat> Chris, yeah, my fault, my fault. I said Chase by accident. Yeah, my fault. Um, but yeah, man. Anyway, shout out to you guys, man. Thank you all for being here. It is midnight. We are about to take it down, man. We've been on for an hour and a half. You guys are the best. You guys are the best, man. Thank you so much. Hit that thumbs up, subscribe, and uh, we'll be back, man. We'll be back today, later today. Sixers and Suns, 6 p.m. Let's go get a W, man. Let's go get a W, man. Shout some people out who stayed all the way through, man. Sons Geek up in here rocking with us. Mr. 89, Patrick Thompson, King Orphan, Copic. Let's see, man. Philly Jackson, Jared Carter. We got all the people in the chat, man. Lucci, have a great night, man. Faust, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Lucas, Rach Boy TV, Patrick Thompson, Eli. It's a system Nova has. We could take a few pages out of Jay Wright's book. Exactly. Sean Quigg, thank you guys for being here, man. You have a great night. And uh, keep on supporting, man. We'll keep bringing the heat. See you guys later today, man. Have a good one. Peace.